Jesus, we hear you calling, and we come to your altar this morning. We praise you for all that you've given us, all that you will give us, all that you do in our lives. We thank you for everything, Jesus. In your name, amen. You can be seated. Well, welcome to church again for the next installment of our sermon series called Hot Mess. A common phrase in culture that we have been unpacking in each of these weeks. And so far, we've talked about our families, our schedules, and how easily both can become a hot mess. And it's a reality for all of us here today, either in person or online, that these parts of our lives will feel as if they are out of control. And that is when we must learn to let God have control of it all. And today, we're moving on to another key area of our life, our jobs. Now, I'm not talking just to those who work a nine-to-five job. Instead, I believe that the Bible teaches us that we are all, each and every one of us, are created to do some type of work all of which has a similar why behind it. I think I can prove it to you through the book of the Bible that we've looked at a couple times in this, in this sermon series, the book of Genesis. In fact, the very first verse of the Bible. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You see, in one verse, the very first verse of the Bible, we read a verb used to describe what God was up to. The writer says, God created. And over the next six days of creation, God provides us with a model to use in our own lives. He invites us to be just like him to work into the work that he has already started. And it's a crucial point that we must understand when it comes to the jobs that we have. Let me talk about when I was a teenager. When I was in high school, the very first jobs I ever had, there were two of them. One, I was a mechanic at a go-kart track. Not a very entertaining job. I got to put the go-karts together when they broke down, when a tire blew, I fixed them and sent them back out. And I did it because I was a high school student and I wanted some money. The second job that I had was probably less fun than a go-kart mechanic. I worked with my second cousin laying tile. Man, I hated that job. On your knees, cutting tile, laying tile, carrying tile. There's nothing about it that I really liked. And in fact, those first jobs that I had, they weren't specifically used to glorify God. In fact, there's really nothing about those jobs that I would say, for me, was used to glorify God. Maybe you can relate to that. Maybe you've struggled to see how God could possibly be using your job to make a difference to make an impact. Maybe you experience constant conflict with your coworkers or maybe even your superiors. Here is what God does just after creating human beings like you and I. The Lord God took the man 
and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. Did you catch that? God first, through creation of the heavens and the earth, puts something into motion. And then after the creation of mankind, he puts us into motion. God says to people, just like you and I, I want you to join me in the work that I'm already doing. Maybe today this is the very thing that you needed to hear. You're, maybe you're a stay-at-home mom trying to manage three young kids who have all very different schedules, and if you're honest, you're losing your patience a little bit each day. And today, you can be encouraged that God is at work. He's working in each of your children's lives, even when you can't see it. He's working. He's working through the countless hours that you've put into when no one else is even appreciative of them. Your job is to join God in his work, becoming faithful and joyous steward of what he has entrusted you to do each and every day. But here's the reality. No matter what our job is, no matter what it is, doing what we are just said is extremely difficult to actually live out. There are distractions that get into the way each and every day. There are endless points of comparison all around us. There are frustrations with our coworkers. Nothing ever seems to go as planned. And that can feel really draining. That is why we must ask and answer a very important question today. Where do you find fulfillment? When things get really difficult, this is the question that we must come back to. And it's easy to place our identity in the things that we do and instead of God, what God says we are. Maybe you've noticed from the Genesis account, God makes us human beings, not human doings. Though we were made to work in some form or fashion, God desires that we receive fulfillment from the work that we do. However, there are times and seasons in life when we are working for other reasons. When I was in law school at Wake Forest, I worked in the computer lab at Wake Forest. And it was a job that that again, didn't really have much meaning for me in my religious life. And I sat there and made sure the printers had paper. And if somebody had problems, I'd go help them with the computer. And I did it for a certain reason. I was broke and I needed money to help pay the bills. It was not motivated for some overwhelming feeling of fulfillment that came from the work. I didn't get much fulfillment from making sure the printers had paper. I got money that made sure I could pay my bills. Things, see, these things in and of themselves aren't bad, but what we are expecting to get something from them, they can't fully give us forever. There are numerous things that you and I may love about our jobs, even though they can sometimes be frustrating. Maybe it's the vacation days. Maybe it's the pay that we receive. Maybe it's the ability to work from home, which a lot of people now have after COVID. All great things. However, all of these great things are temporary. 
They can disappear in the moment of an eye. The Bible tells us many crucial things about what's given to us. And John chapter 4 gives us a single statement from Jesus himself in regard to where he found fulfillment. Or as he said, his nourishment. John chapter 4 and verse 34, Jesus says, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Our nourishment, our fulfillment, were never meant, they're never meant to come from the worldly things or the worldly achievements at work. All the accolades you have earned over the years at your job, they will one day fade away. So we should place our hope, our only hope, in doing the will of God. Time and time again in Scripture, God is reminding us of statements like this one from, that we just read from Jesus. Or even statements like this. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. See, these statements remind us that there is still so much work to be done to accomplish God's plans and his purposes. He is calling us to use our gifts, to use our talents, to use our jobs, to be involved in his purpose, in his plan. And that is a privilege. But there is one final thing I'd like to say to you today, and it, and it comes from the idea of trying to keep peace and joy and focus when our jobs can, quite frankly, be a hot mess. It's one thing to work for God. It's another thing to work with God. And God calls us to do both. You may be familiar with the life and ministry of the Apostle Paul in the New Testament. He started off as one who persecuted Christians, but then, after a personal encounter with Jesus, everything changed. And he went on to share the gospel message with thousands of people all around the world as the early church expanded. And toward the end of his life, Paul says something profound in the book of Acts about the job he was doing. And now, compelled by the Spirit, I'm going to Jerusalem not knowing what will happen to me there. I only know that in every city, the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. What a statement. Paul understood when he, when he signed up to follow Jesus that there would be work for him to do all along the way. God is still in the business of assigning work to people just like you and I, to those of us who have surrendered to the call of Jesus. He will give you work to do that aligns with the job that pays your bills, things that you can intertwine with your nine-to-five job, and ultimately, this work we are assigned to do is kingdom work. There is a higher purpose behind it. No matter how mundane or how boring it may feel at times, 
You are called to be an ambassador of reconciliation in any and all circumstances. Now, for some of you, there is a, this is good encouragement and a good reminder to stay the course and to remember your high calling. For others, it may be a call to begin that journey, to surrender control of your life willingly, willingly choose to follow Jesus. In 2014, when this church was planted, that was the motivation I had in start stepping up to be one of the leaders of this church. It was to surrender control of my entire life and to follow Jesus. I shut down my law firm. I took a job as a DA so that I'd have time to lead a church, to have a place for us to worship. That moment in time, that moment in time was something that I'll never forget, something that I will never regret. See, it's when you accept that call from Jesus to follow him and then to begin working for him. That is our motivation. That invitation of Jesus for all of us is, is much more than everlasting life that we all hope to get. It's also an empowered life here and now. All of life, all of life is all for Jesus. I know there are many different perspectives in the room or online watching today with regard to work. Some of you have been working hard, you're providing, you're doing good, noble work, but it's, but it's not what you love. But it's putting food on the table and a roof over your head, and there are some in the room that maybe don't have a job or maybe not a traditional job. So it may seem hard to find where this can apply in your life. But here's what I would tell you. Remember, you are called to join in with the work God is already doing in this world. The beauty is that anyone, anyone, with or without a traditional job, can participate. Find someone who needs encouragement this week. Find someone who needs help, or, or both, and be the hands and feet of Jesus in their lives. Remember that you are God's beloved son or daughter. Keep your eyes fixed on him as you run the race of life and make sure that you keep going back to him whenever you need to find just a bit more nourishment. And remember that when you join God in his work, that you are entering into a sacred, into a holy calling. You are joining in with the plans and purposes of the kingdom, and that is no small task. Because all of life is all for him. Every job, every calling, all of it. Heavenly Father, help us to remember our high calling, our divine purpose. Help us to always put your kingdom to put your plans above our own. Thank you for inviting us to join you in the work that you have already began 
in this world. We praise you for the privilege we have to work with you, Lord. Continue to use us. Continue to help us surrender each and every day to you. In Jesus' name.